0: Welcome to Subject to Change with Stephen Lentz. I interview business owners and execs and take a look at who they are, what they do, and where they come from. There's no script. We talk about our businesses, passions, and anything else we want, to. Thanks for listening. Ah, yes. Welcome back to Subject to Change. I'm Stephen Lentz, and today I'm talking with Rob Broadhead, founder of RB Consulting. How are you doing, Rob? Doing pretty good. Yourself? Doing well, thank you. So, Rob, I mean, there's a lot of questions about consulting. It's a, a very broad niche if you will but what what does rb consulting do exactly?
1: We are yeah you're right it is is it is <laughs> a, about as umbrella a term as one could get and uh no i'm i'm not some people for some people consulting is that's what they do between jobs and that's that's not me this is actually a, a career and i focus on basically small to mid-sized companies and helping them essentially, it's helping them solve problems. Uh, in a lot of cases, it's situations where they they know they've got a you know some sort of a challenge. They're pretty sure that technology can help. Uh, they don't always know if it's something they can afford. And I help them sort of navigate that to figure out what's out there, what's possible. I you know depending on what they want, it may be something where I or my team will create a solution for them and then help them walk through that, or uh, we may help them find a team, you know, figure out what it takes to build a team of their own, or find a you know a, a vendor, software provider, whoever, or maybe even another consulting group that is really uh, it does what it is that they need to get done.
0: Interesting. So, I mean, there's a, a bunch of questions that come out of that. But first off, what's your definition of small to mid? Because I know there's kind of like market definition, and everyone kind of has their own of what they think small to mid means. What does small to mid? businesses mean to you?
1: That's a, that's actually, that's an excellent question. Um, Really, it tends to be more, I think of a more, um, not market definition, much as size definition of a company. So, you know, small company, uh, and basically, because the kinds of problems and, and uh, impact the solutions have small companies, you know, startup of, or even, I guess, a single person up to, you know, typically fit to me, and this is my mind about, you know, 50 employees or so where you're typically under the radar for a lot of things that, that classify you as a, I don't know, a full business or whatever, up to, you know, midsize to me is up to, I don't know, maybe 250 to 500 employees. Um, it's not really as much about revenues. Um, it's really more about the the size and the uh, the size of the company themselves. And then where they're at, usually I tend to deal more with, uh, it's basically going to be private companies. And I've worked with a few that are trying to get their ducks in a row to go public, but it's not like, a, I'm not like an IPO specialist or anything like that. It's more just, you know, I've seen it enough times that I can help them with some of the, uh, the due diligence that usually occurs in that.
0: Interesting. Okay. And you'd mentioned solving problems. And I mean, I was a firefighter for 10 years and that's kind of how I would, describe what i would do right it'd be like oh someone calls us and we solve their problems for them right okay. <laughs> so but that's uh it's very general right because there's all sorts of different specialties within that and you'd mentioned other consulting groups or whatever that you outsource what kind of problems precisely do you mitigate or resolve or answer
1: um it really does it's it's one of those where it's a at a high level it's it tends to be you know um, general problems for their business. It's things like, how do I uh, improve customer interaction? How do I figure out how to get from an order through to fulfillment and warehouse and invoicing? And how do I, I've got these reports that I'm running on a regular basis that I have to do for, you know, other, for financial reasons or some sort of compliance. How can I, get that done more efficiently uh and maybe things like hey i know i need to grow we're trying to grow the business but we we have we're finding that the you know it's costing us too many people or resources to get something done per customer so we're sort of blocked for growth and we need to be able to scale what we're doing mm-hmm. and those can and when i talk about referring to others uh, other companies and stuff like that it's sometimes you look at a problem or a process, and it really comes down to, if you could just define it enough to do it with pencil and paper, you would be miles ahead of where you are now. Because sometimes it's a process issue. It's the, the organization, the company, particularly it's when you talk smallers and startups, they know it's one of those things. It's like, we do it, but we can't really tell you how we do it. We just sort of do. And it may be stuff like, well, you know, Dan over there does something. I don't really know what he does. And then he sends this paper over to Pam down the hall and then she does something and she kicks it over to Steve so that there's no, there's no real like formalized process. So sometimes it's as simple as helping them think through that formalization uh, process. How do I actually figure out how this gets done how do i document it how do i make it reproducible repeatable so that then we can step forward and do automation and scaling and, and things like that that are key for a business to grow
0: i'd nice. say then your specialty lies in that systems and operations organization and streamlining efficiency
1: yeah it it's really it's it's funny cuz it's it's solving their problems but the the experience that's led me to this and and helps me do it is just I know how to ask questions is it and it's it's almost like it's almost like being a child where they say you know are we there yet are we there yet are we there yet it tends to be that same uh sort of a kind of an approach is because usually it's sort of like this interview you know you'll say hey what's your problem? Well, we want to sell more products. Okay, well, how do you think you're going to sell more products? Or what is keeping you from selling more products? And you keep sort of unraveling that a little bit more digging deeper in or, you know, pulling another uh, layer off the onion to get down to what's the what's the core problems we need to solve. And then let's solve those and then expand those up so that you can actually work better, faster, cleaner, more efficiently as an organization. Nice.
0: So, how did you get into uh, consulting them? Uh,
1: I came through I came through the from the ground floor, I guess. I started out as a software <laughs> developer, um, worked with uh, a consulting co- actually one of the back when there were six of them, one of the big six consulting firms. Not actually as a consultant, but actually just building some of the solutions that consultants said, "Hey, we need these," and got a you know sort of an initial taste of what business problems are like and what it looked like to take those and solve those with automation, with computer programs, and then went through a series of, of startups that I worked with over the years. And, you know, like most startups, a, a lot of them failed and don't even exist anymore. But through those experiences, I was able to, you, you always wear a lot of hats when you're mm-hmm. in a, a startup. So I got to do a lot of that. Got to see sort of the complete business and really hone my—I guess it's really like my business analyst type skills through those those years, and then combining those with technology, um, I I sort of stepped aside. Well, I didn't really step aside. So I was still working, but then said, "Okay, I'm going to go ahead and tackle this. Uh, go get an MBA and see if that'll help." And it did. It helped me, you know, solidify those skills a little bit more, and also how to talk to a business owner because as a software developer, you don't always know the, you don't know the business lingo, basically. So went through that. So then I could actually communicate then between the technical people, the business side, and that just sort of grew into uh, the consulting piece of it. And I I mean, I'd always wanted to work for myself, but that was, uh, those steps helped me, you know, fairly quickly realize that that was going to be a good path for me. Nice.
0: Did you come from an entrepreneurial family or was this kind of brand new to everyone in your immediate circle then striking out on your own?
1: Yeah, really. I was, uh, dad worked for a company, one company, his whole life from day one to day, whatever it was when he retired. (laughs) Um, there's really not, you know, before, well, if you go, my grandfathers were both, I guess they were entrepreneurs. I mean, they were business owners. So Mm -hmm. although I didn't get I mean, I guess I probably have some of those genes and a little bit of a, I got to see a little bit of what, I guess it's the good and the bad points of them owning their own companies because they both had, you know, good days and bad days. They were, but uh, it's also a little different. It's a little easier being an entrepreneur in some cases uh, today than it was back when everything was brick and mortar. And, you know, you had, you had a lot of physical limitations mm-hmm. uh, as well as just sort of standard business issues.
0: Oh, it's very cool. I had a question and it just ran away from me. <laughs> my eight and five-year-old are running outside my door and they're
1: like,
0: ah! I'm trying to get my attention. I was like, no, go away. But we'll, just, we'll, yeah. we'll figure that out. It, it happens, right? And it happens yep. in business all the time too. But with how you work, do you, do you find that you mostly work with the owner, CEO, executive suite type people, or do you kind of go into that mid-level management or do you work? like on with the people on the floor and setting up their processes. Where does your consulting begin and end within the ecosystem of a business?
1: It usually is going to start uh we'll say higher up more towards like a, it's going to be either a like a, a department manager or you know up to you know CEO, CIO, CTO. And then it it's usually going to include some time with uh you know floor workers or something like that because it's part of any one of the customers is really understanding what what they do and how they do it. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that they do, but a lot of times the CEO doesn't really know or even if you go down to like a, a CEO or, or an operations VP or something they're not going to know what all of the the people on the floor really do. I mean they can they can tell you a little bit but then you'll go to the people on the floor and you realize they'll, they'll say, Oh no, no, that's not how we do it. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that disconnect is part of the, is part of the problem. It's like, Hey, do you realize that your people are doing this and it's you know either costing time or money or whatever, and you guys aren't supporting it. So it makes it worse. And so maybe you guys should get on the same page. Um, and it's, and again, and then as, and that's sort of in the introductory part of a, of a project. And then as you get further on, it sort of depends on what they want to do. If it's, uh, for example, like if it's an organization that says, hey, we don't really have an IT group. We need to, we want to be able to build an IT group. We've got, we're outsourcing everything. We want to bring it in. Then it's going to be at a higher level because it's really about, uh, you know, the people that are the directors or or above and saying, well, what kind of, you know, let's, Let's look at the kind of team you need. Look at kind of the, res- the skill sets you're going to need. How are you going to hire those people? What you know, put together maybe a roadmap of of bringing in a you know a person or two, and then how are you going to build that pipeline until you build your team? But if it's down at uh, like a specific building a software solution form, then it may be a it may not be a manager at all. But it's it's just going to be somebody at that because it's going to be a uh, basically, like a a power user or somebody that is a champion of that project, and th- at that point, it could be almost any level within the company. But it's really like your uh, your primary user. It's your person that's that you can go to and say, if we give you this, this is a problem. You know, how do you how do you see this problem being solved? And then we're going to give you this. Will that do it? Is that suitable? And if not, you know you walk through the requirements and the design at that point. But it varies a little bit depending on what we're delivering. Very nice. And I
0: I feel like a lot of the language is inward facing for an organization. Do you do any of the outward facing stuff like marketing as well or?
1: No, um, I mean, occasionally I'll help them with um, some of the technical side of it, uh, you know, like SEO and and some of those kinds of things because I'm not a, but and that's where if it's something that's a, that would be an area where I would probably push off to somebody else if there's somebody that says, you know, what we really want to do is streamline some processes and then turn this in or maybe what we really want to do is just get more eyeballs on our site or, um you know, improve our, the organic search traffic that comes. I mean, there's, there's some technical things in that, but it's where I'd say, you know, I could, I could help you, but I'm not going to be the best if you, you know, depending on what, and that's where I talk to them about budget and things like that and go help them find somebody that will give them the best bang for their buck. Nice. Very cool.
0: Where do you find most of your clients come from?
1: Uh, Really? It's, a lot of them come from word of mouth because uh, I've tended to, st- I have not pushed to grow super fast. I've tried to keep a very sort of a slow, uh, you know, slow and steady growth path to this point. And so, typically, what it is is it's it's word of mouth of some sort. I have a lot of there's a lot of repeat that comes back in. I'll have um, you know, like I'll do a project for somebody and then talk to them a couple years later and they'll say, Hey, we want to update that or we really like what you did over here we want you to build this new product here. or We want to, we've, you know, we've got sort of version one of our products are done and now we want you to help us craft version
0: 2.0. Very cool. Do you still do software development as well? Do you help uh, your clients with that or is that kind of falling by the wayside?
1: No, that's, a, that's a, still a, that's sort of like my, I guess you'd say that's my first love is building software. <laughs> so I do, uh, I try to stick, you know, stay busy enough in actually building software it's it can be tough some days but i try to at least like i have a goal that i at least am writing some code every day even if it's just 15 minutes on one of our many little side projects that are floating around or if it's just reviewing some code and helping out a little bit with you know some problem that somebody's running into on you know whatever project or customer we're working with So it's, uh, yeah, still, we, and definitely I've got most of my developers, that's what they do is they're, most of my team is just, they're developing. So, you know, I'll help design a solution and then have them, because they're more cost effective to actually write the code and do it at that point. That's
0: very cool. Is it, do you make the software like your exclusive use that you license out to these businesses or do you actually like make their own custom software for them that they, that's part of their deal?
1: No, this is, I don't know that I've had any... Gosh, it's been a long time that I don't, everything for in recent memory, like in the last 10 years has been custom for them. Um, there's been a couple of times where they want to, they see a need where they're building a product, particularly like software as a service. So they want to go build a, a site like, um, I don't know, Airbnb or something like that. You know, they, that's what they want to add to their business or they want to do online sales or something where they're in an industry where they maybe are going to resell that. Um, but the, so there may be some licensing issues involved, but typically it's, I go in with the goal being more turnkey. So it's like, go in, solve your problem, build your software, whatever it is. And then it's yours and you can move on. You don't have to, I don't want to make them feel like they have to keep coming back and or keep writing checks or something like that. If they want to, that's awesome. You know, If they have more business, <laughs> they if they have more stuff that they want me to do, that's great. But I don't want to build something where it's like, Oh, Hey, we're going to do this, but then we're going to expect you to, you know, pay, pay some sort of licensing or residual fees on it.
0: That's no, very cool. So where can someone find you if they're like, Hey, this sounds like something would be helpful for my business. Do you have like social media or a website or where do you like to send people to?
1: Yeah. The best place is the, the RB consulting website. It's RB dash. That's a hyphen SNS, Sam, Nancy, Sam.com. And if you go out there, we've got a blog and, uh, sort of, you know, some past projects and some information about what we do. And uh, we have a, you know, contact form. And then there's also a, and I forget what it's at right now. I think it's at 30 or 45 minutes. We've got a, you know, you can sign up for a free consultation, which is really, you know, and it's not, it's not a sales call. It's, it would be more like almost a pre-sales call. It's, it's a, an interview with somebody to say, Hey, which, What's your problem? What is it? Sounds bad there. But what What are the problems that you want to solve? What is it that you think that you know maybe IT can help you with? And then talk them through it. And it may be something we say, hey, this is good. This could be a good fit. Why don't we you know, look at having some sort of a business relationship? Or it may be something that's like, hey, for what you need, here's sometimes it's like, here's three Google searches you can do. And you're going to find 10 solutions at each of those searches that Probably every one, any one of them would be fine. So, pick what suits you and you know move forward with it.
0: Very cool. Um, well, Rob, before we close it out, do you have anything that you wished I'd ask you or wanted to revisit before we uh, sign us off?
1: No, no, I think that was. Uh, I think we covered all the basics, particularly of what um, RB Consulting does and and what we're looking for and and the kind of people we think we can help.
0: No, oh, actually, I do remember one that I wanted to ask. So coming from your client's perspective, how would you use their language? So, and what I mean by that is speaking to your ideal client right now, right? Because who knows how many people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, this is who I am. right? If you would say, I have X problem or you know, Y problem, this is the solution I have for you. What would you fill those in for? right? If you have um, X problem, you'd come like, search me out because you are dealing with this issue or this problem.
1: I think the probably the most generic approach to a problem I can think of is typically what happens is you're, I'm a business owner, let's say, and I've got a, I've got something that is costing me more than I think it should. And not, and it's because it's like, it's taking more time. Um, it's not scaling. It's, it's, I'm I'm using more resources than should be. And I've got a sense that there's a a way that I can clean this up and make it better, faster. You know, we all have this sense sometimes of a process that we say, you know, this is just not, it's not at a hundred percent. We could find somebody that knows what they're doing could tune this up and make it run smoother. And that's typically that sort of like that nugget that, that, you know, that thing that lodges lodges in someone's head Mm -hmm. that gets them to the point where they say, Hey, I want some I think I can get some help from somebody. And if somebody could just like, give me maybe a second set of eyes to look at what we do and how we do it, then that may be all we need. And there may be more that's required, but that's really, that's initial consult. The the initial talking to me is just, hey, I think we can do this better. What are some potential ways that we can? And then see what goes from there.
0: That's awesome. And you're absolutely right. Like That kind of gut feeling this things just like, there's a little bit of stickiness to that mechanism that's going around. Mm And if you, if you feel that, right, give Rob a call. So awesome, (laughs) Rob, thank you so much for being on Subject Change and everyone else, thank you so much for listening.
1: Thanks a lot, have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to Subject Change. Please like, subscribe, leave a review of our podcast. And if you have any questions, if there's a business you would like to see featured on our podcast or a niche or something you want to learn about, drop us a message or an email and let us know. Be happy to to interview someone and answer those questions. Thanks again for listening.